0: This episode of Beyond is brought to you by ForHims.com. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
1: Beyond. Beyond.
0: Beyond. 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 Beyond Beyond. Beyond. Beyond and
2: welcome to Beyond Episode 552. My name is Jonathan Dornbush. I am your host for this week's episode. I am joined by Max Scoville.
0: I'm not hosting this episode. Why? I feel so free. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go real off the rails. Brian Altano is also
3: here. We didn't print enough of the uh, the pages, so Max and I have to share notes like in school. That was my fault. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's not, okay, it's it incredible.
2: happens. And as well, we're joined by Tina Amini. Hello, hello. Uh, we have a lot coming to you for the show this week. Uh, but before we begin, Tina.
1: Hi. Uh, I have an announcement really quick. I know a lot of you guys have been wondering where Marty's been. Uh, we haven't been able to talk about it until now. You might have seen that he tweeted that he's left IGN. Uh, I'm sure you want to know more. It's not our story to tell. Um, but I'm really proud of the work that Jonathan and Max have been doing on Beyond and all of our other hosts on all of our other podcasts, and I think we've got a good lineup for you guys today.
2: Yep. Yeah. We yeah. have we have an awesome show prepared for you guys today. Uh, we're talking about Spider-Man. Uh, there was a lot revealed at Comic-Con. There is a lot coming to No Man's Sky with the next update. Also, Guacamelee! 2 finally has a release date, and it is very close by. Uh, we will also be answering your questions and talking about the rumored, not rumored, it's in beta, 6.0 firmware update. Uh, before we start all of that, though, a reminder, Beyond is now live on beyond.IGN.com every week on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific. It is there for 24 hours before it goes to any other podcast service, YouTube. So be sure to come to beyond.IGN.com every Wednesday at 3 p.m. to find those episodes. Great website. Yeah, I've heard good things like about it. it. Yeah, pretty good show. That one
3: specifically. Just that,
2: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, So let's just jump right in. There was a lot of Spider-Man news out of Comic-Con last week. Uh, It was part of the Marvel Games Hall H panel there. Uh, In addition to a lot of vinyl Funko Pops and other toys and things that they revealed in an art book and other stuff, they also revealed, finally, the PS4 Pro that everyone has wanted for
0: Spider-Man. Everyone's been going crazy It really is. I got to touch one. Really? Yeah, it's very very nice. Uh, It's very glossy. Does it actually feel different? it's i mean it's a ps4 pro it's i'd say it's about the same finish uh Mm think about these though and i've I've talked to people about this who worked who've like worked with uh with console manufacturers and like the whole thing with collector's editions is that they can't go too crazy like they can't go full-blown like pc case mod uh they always have to sort of and it's also obviously it costs a ton of money to make like a custom console but i guess casting it in red is pretty cool and i think this is a huge step up from just doing like it's just a decal you know Mm-hmm. like it's 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 nice that it looks like d- like distinctly like a different thing and yeah I-
2: and oh it's, no. it's bold and it's simple, and I love that it's just the logo, especially because like the PlayStation 3 had the like Spider-Man font that Sony used to have.
3: Uh, Jonathan, so how many PS4 Pros do you have?
2: Uh, so I only currently own one, but I've been uh, looking because I didn't get the God of War Special Edition one. Okay. Uh, my girlfriend desperately wants that one, actually, so we're looking Got for it. that currently. Uh, I pre-ordered the Spider-Man one and okay. will inevitably pre-order the Kingdom Hearts 3 one when that comes out, too. So I probably will own four PS4 Pros at some point in time. See,
3: this is why I asked. Have- because oh, I knew the
0: answers would come tumbling out. Yeah. You can what you do can start you your own rent. You start a render farm. Yeah, yeah. Like in the movie Chappie, when he hooks all the PS4s <laughs> together and then hacks Hugh Jackman or whatever you do, he does. That now. That's true. I'm actually
2: reviving home, so I can fold it home on all just my PS4 Pros. <laughs> Beautiful. So yeah, that'll work out pretty well. Uh, but in addition to the Pro, which I know a lot of fans had been waiting for, uh, it comes with a Spidey suit pack, five skill points an early unlock of the Spider-Drone gadget, which is one of his abilities in the game, a custom PS4 theme by Marvel artist Adi Granov, and a PS4 avatar with the White Spider logo. Uh, Also, during the panel, I should mention Barrett pretty much pre-ordered this the second it went up, Barrett our producer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh... During the panel, they also revealed the uh, final of the three sort of pre-order suits that'll be involved in the game. It is the Velocity Suit. how is hell is uh, that? They won't tell us what it does. Uh, it has he the word. The
1: name is significant.
2: Yes, so it probably has to do with speed.
0: Huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I never yeah. would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> what a cl- what a clever ruse. <laughs> is that uh, how this
3: game will like circumvent like cheat codes and modifiers? Is just to give you the suits. Yeah. Different suits. Mm. Yeah. Is I, there like a big head mode suit? Oh man! Like this so. Macy's Day yeah. Parade float, or whatever. I hope there's a Peter
0: Parker. That would be Porker.
2: amazing.
3: Oh
0: man! I'm, I I'm hope kind so. of I'm kind of bummed because the whole thing I was excited about is like there are so many different Spider-Man costumes out there, and the fact that they're like. I don't know if the velocity suit is a thing from Spider Man. Yeah, like, I think it's a the thing they originally created, if I remember I don't like Parker that at all. I, I think there's so many deep cut things they could pull from. They could be like, here's like a Steve Ditko design. Here's the homemade costume from any one of the stupid movies. Mm-hmm. You know, here's. Would
1: that lend to gameplay, though? Because I think that's like the point of the velocity suit. I don't, I don't know. Peter Porco could have some. They had a, that would
0: be yeah. good. <laughs> in Metal Gear Solid 5, you had the, the riding suit that was supposed to make you run with ninja mm-hmm. swiftness, but it just had like a sound effect and like a motion blur. <laughs> you didn't actually run any faster. It was just like, whoosh,
3: I'll say the same thing I said when we talked about God of War last week, but I want a low poly suit unlock that looks like the p s two game. that would be amazing or he's just like, you know seven flat panels flying
0: through New York City. <laughs> I'm a little bit wary of the five skill points as DLC. like I think that's just kind of like I don't know. It's sort of it's giving you a head start.
2: Yeah, more little the like pro, yeah. just to sort of like get you going. Also, yeah. you I mean, I mean, an those extra
1: five skill bucks. points. That's totally paid to win. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's true. <laughs> <It's> pay, <laughs> to, it's not. Yeah.
2: pay to win single player yeah. adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it, there, there was a lot on this panel. Addition to the velocity suit, which they showed off. It essentially has like this light up. Uh, area Like the new Insomniac suit has all of the white spider design, but the Velocity suit is sort of powered down. But when he's in movement, it has this bright sort of bluish white luminescent light on it, which seems really cool. Uh, but in addition to that, they also debuted a big new story trailer that had sa- uh, Silver Sable revealed in it. Um, we talked to Brian Intahar, the creative director of the game. He said she's not necessarily just a villain in the game, she sort of works in tandem with uh Norman Osborn in the city to help quell down trouble when there's crime in the city.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Silver Sable's a mercenary, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense that she'd kind of be, you know, just really in it for the business side of things. Yeah, I like that she's she's like a middle-aged woman in this, right? Yeah, I mean, she's kind of older, which is really cool. She was always very like I don't know, like just like a standard issue sort of sexy comic book character <laughs> in the back in the day. Uh, I'm this this trailer I I, I saw it. On our live show, while talking to Ted Price from Insomniac, uh, so I and I should have gone back and rewatched it, but I really love how much it feels like a proper. Is she middle aged intentionally? I honestly can't tell. It's a it's a video game. I, I don't know if they did that, or, or <laughs> uh, it's just
2: cool silver hair. Yeah, yeah, I love
0: how I love how we use the term a lot, but cinematic. This feels this feels like yeah. a movie trailer, uh, and obviously there's still you know stretches of this that are very gameplay centric. But uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a good kind of range here. Yeah,
2: even down to there's a scene early on where it cuts between. Uh, Norman Osborn and Spidey walking in in his suit with his mask off with the intention clearly to make you think they're meeting at that point but I think it's pretty evident like most movie trailers do it's a misdirection and they're not necessarily walking into the same room together
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, but there is a two different scenes yes
2: yeah and it just happens to look like a similar room because apartment buildings will have that
1: but I guess like we know that Norman Osborn knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man
2: Possibly. I, sort of what they've been hinting at. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, but they've been keeping very vague about a lot of where the story goes. Uh, they did talk a little bit about how the big raft scene that we've seen from the E3 trailer sort of later into the game and things like that. So
3: I had a like weird arc with this game where it was first revealed and I was incredibly excited. And then it kind of went into hibernation for a bit. And I was like, I don't know if this is like, going to be as big as I think it is. And I didn't really think about it too much, and then we saw some gameplay here and there, and people kept being like, "Is this scripted? Is this like on rails? Is this fake? Is this real? What am I looking at?" To being like, "Okay, this is the real deal." To all of a sudden looking up and being like, "This game is like six weeks away. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Like, we're gonna be we playing a brand new Spider-Man game in like in, in on our PS4 Pros in like just a couple of weeks." No, well, the
1: crazy is... thing is, they keep revealing new characters. Yeah, too, like so close to but release. I, like, I
0: don't like... feel like because they're doing it in kind of a cinematic way, I don't feel like anything's being spoiled. Yeah, yeah. like the actual like we don't just know there these exists. Yeah, we don't know what boss fine. fights look like we've seen yeah. sort of bits of them but they either they they played the one
1: at e3 then mm-hmm. yeah
0: which honestly like this is uh, i think ted price said this is like this is insomniac's biggest game period mm-hmm. yeah which which rules and it's also i mean they have such a wonderful kind of like a legacy and it's spider-man and it looks nice and i've played it for a <laughs> second and it feels good so i'm just like if it's that but a lot of it this is kind of this falls like safest bet i feel like right.
1: And they're doing really cool things. Well, it seems like they will be doing really cool things with some of the characters, too. Like, they went into a whole thing about Mary Jane and how she wasn't just going to be that typical character that she's always been, that, like, typical romantic interest thing. She's her own hero in her own right as a journalist because, as we know, all journalists are heroes. What What if she just has
0: a gun? What if they just give her a gun <laughs> and she's just like shoots the she's rhino? She's got her like
1: pen and notepad and also a gun.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Turns out it wasn't web that could kill the rhino, it was just a bullet. <laughs> just it shoots, all yeah. It took.
3: Just no, shoots. I, I feel about this game the same way I did going into Spider Man Homecoming, which is like, okay, this is a known quantity. It's something I've experienced before numerous times, but it's got a fresh coat of paint on it and there's enough mystery surrounding it that I feel like the entire process of like, kind of devouring it for the first time is going to be incredibly satisfying there's going to be so much in there where I'm like I didn't even know you could do that like just I once like you that. start flying around the city and learning new skills and
0: stuff like that like this if is, you I, have
3: those five skill points you have course. the skill points yeah. yeah you gotta pay for those I'm really <laughs> in it for the skill points I don't yeah. care
0: about the game itself no. but hearing you can get five whole skill points <laughs> man I'm game on change. board yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, no, hearing that too, that it's their biggest game yet, they did such a great job at building so much into the sunset overdrive world that I can't wait to see what they do with Spider-Man's New York. And obviously it's not just Spider-Man because they've teased that, you know, you can see uh, Dr. Strange's home and other things hinting at the rest of the Marvel universe. We'll see how much the extent of that actually is in the game. Uh, speaking of Mary Jane earlier though, they also did confirm Laura Bailey. You may know from a thousand other games, as mm-hmm. well as including Uncharted, uh, she is going to be voicing Mary Jane, which I thought I had just known. I just assumed she was playing Mary Jane.
3: It's Pardon a good me. guess. But, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sort of like if you had to guess who was going to be in a new Naughty Dog game, if you said Nolan North or Troy Baker, yep, you're probably on point. that'd be a point. good guess, too. Uh,
1: She's also apparently done some voices in the uh, Spider-Man show. Yes. Well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Two different characters. Yeah. Yeah. She did uh, Gwen and um, Black Widow. Oh, right. She did Gwen. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so I'm very much excited to see. They have talked a lot about it. I think- Mary Jane is even playable for a little bit during the game. They've talked about so yeah, because she's got a gun. You just yeah. shoot it. Yeah. True. It turns into a first-person. Shoot the
0: news. <laughs> <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Here's a not-so-fun fact: 66 percent of men lose their hair by age 35, and by the time you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost. So why not do something about it? 4hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and other stuff like that that might be embarrassing to deal with in person. Luckily with HIMS, there's no waiting room, no awkward doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. HIMS connects you with real doctors and gives you medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss and other possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements either. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If this sounds like it would help you out, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now while supplies last. See the website for full details. But this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So just go to fourhymns.com/beyond. That's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com/beyond. Once again, that's forhymnscom slash beyond. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show.
2: Uh, but, of course, that is not coming out till early September. What is out right now, you as you're listening to this, is the No Man's Sky Next update, which sort of revitalizes the game Is the intention of this update. Uh, it adds multiplayer, which people have been wanting since the game came out. Uh, it also adds a third-person view mode, so you can play the game entirely in third-person. It adds a whole host of other changes that they've sort of slowly rolled out what those changes actually are. They include the ability to, you can assemble and command your own fleet of ships. Uh, the shelter building and all of that is a little bit more complex with colonies and everything because you can build together. Uh, they've added new story elements and mission structure into the earlier parts of the game and fleshed out those things. There are photography missions now. Mm-hmm. So you could just be a photojournalist in space, I guess. Uh, Yet but another
1: hero. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a space hero. My question, though, is for all of you, is this going to pull you back into No Man's Sky if you dropped off? Have you played the game at all? Does this excite you? If you haven't,
3: uh, I wasn't planning on it, but looking at this at this footage, that we're watching. If you're watch, watching the video show with us, uh, it's it's really gorgeous. And I I just want to say real quick, like I genuinely enjoyed my short time with this game. I think it's an incredibly complicated story overall. It's uh, honestly, it's probably one of the most fascinating stories out of this genre, out of video games, this, out of this The gener- story of the game coming to fruition, not the story this is in the Not the, game. the <laughs> story in the game. The story in the game was kind of nonsense, which is fun, whatever. But the idea of this game over-promising, under-delivering and then a year or so later, delivering in a completely different direction is really interesting to me. I I found this game to be beautiful and intriguing. Um, It was obviously a little thin, and if you went in buying all the sort of hubris that, that they sold on what this game would be, then yeah, you have every right to be disappointed, but I think that where we are now, that these guys, Went into hibernation for a long time. They went into hiding. I mean, there was a lot of negative aspects to that story, too. They got, you know, threats and stuff like that. But they came out of it on the other side going, hey, like, we're doubling down on this. We're sort of doing a make good. We really care about this series, this franchise, this game, this world, whatever it is. So here's more of it. Um, we hope you'll give us another chance. I think that's really beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think there was a lot of lessons learned for you know a fairly you know, smaller studio. And, yeah. and Sean Murray actually uh, did an interview with us, uh, with our UK team, Joe, um, with Joe Scrubbles, and we're going to have a big feature on that later. Um, but he he mentioned that, there's a complicated process of like being a developer and having these big hopes and dreams and thinking that you can do it and not understanding that you possibly can't. Yeah. And I think that if he had explained the game as it was when it released then it might have been a different story, but it's ultimately about those expectations and not meeting them and completely changed like the story of of the game having been released to the yeah. community. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's interesting, too, because we obviously were, you know, front and center for all of the, the sort of the backlash against it. We tracked all that. And we were there from day one when they were first like, here's our new game. And we we're like, this is going to be the coolest game ever. And people were like, we took their word for it. It's going to be the coolest game ever. And uh, there were a ton of people out there who played this game and really liked it. Like, I know a lot of people who don't who aren't really I, I don't want to say like casual gamers, but more like kind of like. I don't know fairweather gamers like. Well, they're, they're not like as like locked in on every single industry news yeah. tidbit. Or they'll yeah. like they'll find a game that grabs them and they're like, I'm gonna jump into that and spend time with it. Like they maybe play three or four games a year, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, they may not
1: necessarily need that like goal oriented, right. like massive story, open world, multiplayer y- kind of experience. Y- like the, you know, yeah. the people,
3: not even the ones that like listen to the show. I think even then, you're already. You're in the know too much, right? But I, like the average person just walks into GameStop and sees that box sitting on the shelf, which admittedly was gorgeous box mm, art, yeah. and they go, "What is this?" And they pick, flip it over, and it's like, "Oh, it's like infinite, endless space worlds to enjoy and travel to." That sounds like you know something I want to do after 15-hour days like, <laughs> at the logging farm or whatever. Like- well, I don't
0: know. Some people, I I, th- I think one friend of mine was just like, "Yeah, man, I, I've been like, I'm he's like, a brilliant really into science. I think he was doing like grad school stuff and was like completely fell in love with this because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very like." A, borderline educational game. You know, you're yeah. going around and tagging all these animals and stuff. Uh, but I think it's really cool that they, yeah, they keep they kept working on it. So if you got mad at the game that came out, what was that, two years ago almost? How wasn't it already. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. Yeah. They've been working on it. Yeah, they've done huge updates, not just Next. finished it. X.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They did uh, the Atlas Rises update, I think, last year, which mm-hmm. also was a big change for the game. But this seems to be sort of the reintroduction, especially now that it's on Xbox One as well.
3: Yes, and that John Murray and the rest of the people at the studio are opening up to the public again. They're opening up to the press again. They were not talking to anybody for a very long time, um, which I think kind of made things worse. You know, it was harder for them to, because they're just like, we have this thing and we really like it and it's out there. Um, but a lot of people are mad at it and we don't want to talk. We don't know how to say anything. So we're just going to say nothing. Which, well, they, especially they, when yeah.
1: you're getting attacked the way that they
4: were. Yeah. yeah. They got, got back to work yeah. on the game,
0: you know, and I, yeah. I think yeah. it's, it it genuinely sucks the kind of reaction they got to it. It's It's horrible and it's toxic. And it's like, I don't know. They didn't they didn't abandon the project and go, "Oh, people hate this? Well, we'll move on to the next thing and go do, you know, Joe Danger 3D or whatever." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, "Oh, let's actually keep working on this and the people who bought it will get something out of it hopefully mm-hmm. and maybe people who hated it initially will come back and be like, "Oh, this is okay." Um Justin Davis, uh, who works here, uh, was tweeting about how he just finished Final Fantasy 15, which came out what almost 2 years ago also. Yeah. Uh and I played that game when it when it first came out and I I really liked it and I recognized that it was kind of busted and like there's you know things that were missing from it but again that's a game that has been getting tons and tons of post launch updates and you know there's that problem we have with with games that are they get patched they get fixed yeah. they 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 come out of the oven too soon and and developers thankfully keep kind of chipping away and adding stuff to them but if you come to something like much later and you don't come to it with a with a ton of hype and expectations, you're probably going to have a better gameplay experience overall.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, like in, uh, products and video games in general are are moving targets right now. You know, I mean, even I saw Drake like Drake the rapper was like, "Here's my album. Um, it's like the number one on Billboard and everything like that. Uh, we made some changes to it since the version you heard, though. Like here's uh, here's some notes." And it's like, did this dude just put patch notes out for his rap album? And yeah, like, Kanye yeah. was
2: doing that with like a of years. Yeah, Pablo Kanye did the same thing.
3: Um, I think the difference is No Man's Sky was one of the first games that I actually read about where people in mass were getting refunds. And in many ways, like I think that's completely justifiable. Like, death threats are not. But saying this product did not deliver what it promised me, I want my money back, is something that's, I think, Mm -hmm. completely fair to do. And I think Steam does a really good job of of doing that. With PlayStation, it's a little dicier. Mm -hmm. um, But I've had plenty of game experiences where I buy it, and I'm like, I don't like this. This is not what I thought it would be. And then I'm kind of stuck with it, especially with a digital purchase. So I hope this keeps growing. I hope it keeps changing. When I think about this game, I think about crash landing on a weird planet and then like walking up over a hill and looking at something and being like, what the fuck is that? and this awful like four-legged like ball monster with a giraffe neck starts barreling towards me and it's just like kill <laughs> me! I'm like, ah! I'm shooting it. Like, there's a lot of really interesting crazy, insane things in this game. Watching these these worlds come to life and having no idea of how they'll sort of formulate themselves is a really beautiful, very painful, very amazing thing.
2: Well, and knowing they talked about the, the maths in the game that yeah. allowed this procedural generation. So obviously you are going to get occasionally things that look like the Jurassic Park meme where it's a silly dinosaur walking around to a kazoo of the Jurassic yep. Park meme. Mm-hmm. But then there are also these gorgeous vistas and these amazing planets that you could never have expected and may never see.
0: Yeah. Do we know anything about the depth of the multiplayer here?
2: Uh, As far as I know, it's essentially you can play the entire thing multiplayer-wise, um, and there are new missions and things that are specifically multiplayer set up. Um, I haven't dived into those too much myself, but speaking of those missions, uh, we actually spoke to Barrett Courtney, our producer, and Tom Marks, our PC editor, who have played a bit of the game and did play it before this update, and I sat down with them to hear what they thought of the game so far. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jonathan, you dastardly handsome man. Uh, I am joined right now by Tom Marks, PC editor at IGN.com, oh. and Barrett Bam I'm Courtney, producer beyond. of Beyond.
4: Hey, beyond. that's the show.
2: That we're on right now. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty I thought they already
4: did that part. Oh, no. that's No, that, they never do that part at the beginning of the show where they say Beyond a million times. Uh-huh. No one ever I'm says I'm never that. tired of hearing it. <laughs>
2: Help me. And I'm never tired of saying it. Uh, but we're not here to discuss the logistics of podcasting. We're here to discuss the logistics of space. Of oh, space. The final frontier. Some yes. may say. <laughs> In the Star Wars universe. Uh, oh, so, God. yep, that that's a wonderfully new joke. Uh, Tom, hire it. No Man's Sky next. Yeah, man. It's the newest update for No Man's Sky. It yes. is out now. It adds quite a bit to the game it uh, does including multiplayer yes uh third person view mode yes uh they set a visual upgrade enhancement uh mm-hmm. to what extent i don't know exactly what we'll that have means. to take their
5: word on that yep yeah.
2: uh <laughs> as well as like a host of little features they're trying they're endeavoring to do weekly content updates with mm-hmm. it uh their new mission structures right uh they said they've sort of tweaked some of the story elements in the beginning to give it more of a Oomph in the beginning, so as you go through it propels you forward. Interesting. Um,
5: oh, it does. Yeah, so Tom, <laughs> uh,
2: you actually just got off a stream a little bit of behind-the-curtain stuff. You just yeah. got off a stream playing No Man's Sky next, the beginning yeah. of the game. Tell us your thoughts.
5: Um, If you don't like No Man's Sky, you're not going to like No Man's Sky. Why? Is, is my initial thoughts. Um, It doesn't do anything to change the loop of mm, the game. It makes that, I mean, okay, 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 okay. I'll say this. It makes that loop better Okay, but it doesn't change it. Okay. Is, does that make sense? Yes, it does. They've rebalanced resources. There's a lot of different things. Like you have to create like a refiner, and a lot of this I don't know might have come in earlier updates, but I haven't played the game in a very long time. Right, um, you have to make a refiner to like refine different ingredients. You're not, as Dan put it, just like digging out like towers of like colored. Minerals like yeah. you did when the game first came out, you're like you're harvesting plants or rocks a lot more, and it feels right. a lot more natural in that sense. But fundamentally, it's still very much like a constant, constant grind for resources. Cool, and then you go explore stuff, and All right. like that is the game.
4: I'm down for that. Like, uh, I've I got to play like a good solid ten minutes of the, the new update. <laughs> and then I died and then uh, this day has been very hectic. We we just got back from Comic Con, so I just I've been running around all day. So I but I put at least forty hours into the game when it first came out. And it was one of those things where I forget I think I was talking to my roommate Andy, and he's like, Yo, like, No Man's Sky is the ASMR of video games. It's we're, not a bad description. <laughs> where it's just like, you, you like, go in and you, like, after the first hour where you're really scrounging for materials and you're just doing the loop, it's just like, you go in and you chill, and you're like, Yeah, all right. And then you look at the clock, and you're like, Oh, damn, it's been seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: do you want the ASMR with friends then? Like, yeah. is, that, is
4: that something going to. That's something that's not totally awkward. Sure. No, um, I think. I am down to explore with people and to mess up planets and to fight sp- space pirates and do all this crazy stuff. Like, like, not crazy stuff, but sort of like what No Man's Sky was originally, but with friends. And um, and I, I'm excited for that. I liked the base game. I wasn't really paying attention to when the whole cycle of um, sort of advertising it went about. So I didn't think I didn't know that it was going to be this crazy, huge game game that everybody was expecting it to be. So I went in I was like, yeah, all right. It's a chill space game where you just explore some space. And I was down for that. So well,
5: that's the story of that game, right, is expectations yeah. versus reality. So yep. if you had different expectations, it's easier to enjoy this game. Yeah. Um, I was very excited to play it multiplayer, and I think I'm more excited to play it multiplayer not at the beginning of the game. Mm. Like you said, they added a sort of intro tutorial sort of thing to guide you a little more. And you can
4: I, skip it. Yeah. Uh, there's like a when you go into it, it's like, hey, if you, if you just hold down this button, you can skip all of that. Yeah. Um, which is nice good. if you decided
2: yeah. to jump back in. and You want to do it from the start for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. It,
5: it's nice that you don't have to be forced through what you already know. Yeah. Right. And I think that that tutorial is is really nice. It does introduce you to the systems better than just like. Although I did it, crash it, ship.
4: It, uh, it, I didn't know how to switch from third person to first person. I still don't. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I I'm gonna say it like I after a couple minutes I hate the third person. Okay, like I really hate the controls. I,
5: so I like it more. Oof. why why do you like it more and what do you hate about it? I I don't know. It just it so it defaults to third person now. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. except for in your ship, it might still be first person. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Anyway. I feel
2: like for third person or ship would not be that great. Yeah. So
5: uh, it it defaults to first person or third person outside of your ship and I, I, I don't know it just is like more interesting to me in in to see my character hopping around a little planet and you can customize that character to be one of like a bunch of different alien races and like really make it your own and, and that's just much it just got me into the, the world more it made me feel mm-hmm. more there I don't mm-hmm. know
4: uh, I was not into it just because of how it felt I do agree with those things where like you got to see your character and like at the very, you don't get to customize your character until like that little intro bit right
5: uh, yeah you have to get to a space station gotcha.
4: and then once you get to a space
5: station you just change your okay. character
4: and then you can like you see your guy and he's like floating around or he's shooting the little floaty android guys who are like the security of all the planets or I whatever them. they're so mean um, especially when they send the dogs out I hate those robot dogs I mean I hate them as a game <laughs> mechanic but yeah. that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) and so it just mechanically didn't feel great like it didn't feel good to aim the the multi-tool or whatever and like break things down like i felt like i there was a disconnect with aiming uh and that's 95 percent of what you do in that game is aim that gun and break things down so i was getting a little sort of flustered with that so and then but the game doesn't tell you how to switch back and forth yeah and it, it was uh switch um and I had to go to Brendan Graber, it's who's, like, already, like, knows everything about uh, the update already because he's a wikis guy and he's just an expert. And that's why we pay him the the IGN the bucks. bucks. Yes. And so... <laughs> They're like shrewd bucks. I, I, went, I, went, <laughs> I went to him and I was like, hey, like, do you know how to do this? He's like, oh, yeah, you just press the uh, down on the D-pad and then there's a little menu that pops up and you... Go over here, and then you can switch to too the, much. There's I know, too many I was like, well, that's too many things. I, 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 I <laughs> wish. I, I, wish <laughs> I wish I could just play, press uh, L three and R three. Yeah, and then you just like boom. No. It's, it's nothing simple like that. And so yeah, that's. I,
5: I think there's a lot of little problems with the game still. Like I'm, I'm not entirely sure this was a game that was designed for multiplayer. Like mm-hmm. now that it's here, I'm like, man, this is kind of a clunky experience does it, does when it, you're it, playing with
4: other people. Not only is, okay, so it feels clunky. With well, other it's just people. like a little How bit so? like.
5: Like you can't use, you can work together, but like your quests don't. At least as far as I could tell, like me and Destin were on the same part of the same quest, but like wasn't completing together. And like I think Uh you, I think if you're on solo missions, then they don't. Even if you're on the same one, they don't complete. That's probably only for like the co-op missions. Gotcha. Um, Although I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, There were also like there's literally no griefing control whatsoever. So like if unless you turn off the network thing, people could just randomly join your game. And then they can Interesting. just kill you, or they can destroy, they can like I put Destin's plane in a box of dirt and just built around <laughs> it. Like or like while sure he, he was happy about that. One of the things I did that was really fun was when he was customizing his character in the space station, he was using the station that let him do that. Uh. So I couldn't. So I was just standing there doing nothing because we had identical characters to start. So mm-hmm. I was just walking in front of his character. And he just couldn't see himself (laughs) because I was blocking his camera. Oh, so so you're seeing, so when
4: he's customizing your character and you're in his game, you see him?
5: I see him standing at a little station and he's not changing until he like confirms it. But But you're still
4: able to like move around. Yeah, yeah. So he could
5: see me walking around him in the background Mm. and I was like, I wonder, and just like stood in front of him and. The, he could not see anything, <laughs> or like while he was taking quests, I was just walking up in between the quest giver and like emoting at him <laughs> on the screen, and like that's, that's hilarious. It's awesome. fun to do with friends, but like the fact I, that I he, imagine
4: like that with a random person will be
5: not, not fun. Man. It'll be not good. The the thing I find you can't turn it
4: off, but you can't turn it off, but then you can't play with anybody.
5: Right? Yeah. Um, turn it back. It's just a hassle. The
4: the thing I will find interesting if like there'll always be those like sort of trolley people who like mess with you that you don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I imagine if like, were you able to like, do you know if there's like a if you plug in your headset, can you talk to the other players? Yeah,
5: there, there's voice mm-hmm. chat uh, on PC. That there's going to be text chat.
4: Okay. It's going to all. I was thinking that. like Is if it... there was no chat, I feel like it might have felt like uh, Journey almost. Where yeah. You mm-hmm. Hook up yeah. with like a random person and then like. Because there's like this weird like flowing of gameplay between you two, you might have felt more compelled to help each other out. Yeah. Whereas yeah, this but... one, like someone, like ten year old is gonna like join me and t- say things about my mom and then sure. destroy my ship.
5: But <laughs> if Journey had a gun and you could shoot the other person, would Journey really have been as sweet and fun? True. Hell yeah, it would have.
2: So that game's
4: all about.
2: Ah, uh, no. I I think the limitations of what you can do in Journey. I was thinking that too. Of like, oh, maybe it's like that, but. I I think the limitations of what you can do in journey makes yeah. it a very different experience when That's you're a true. Chat. That's but point. I would say I would love if the voice chat was spatial in terms of the planets. Mm. So if you're like, <laughs> you're on one side of a mountain and then like kind of around the other side of mountain, you just hear two people. Hey, stop it. And it's just like, what is that? And you go around just two people having
4: an argument like, That would be a really track. cool. That would be a really cool integration yeah. of voice chat, but yeah, that also sounds very complicated. Oh
2: yeah. Uh but so before we quickly wrap up, Tom, you've played obviously a little bit more. Are you going to keep playing to see what this new update holds or are you going to look because obviously they've been continuing to update s- this game and may refine some of these issues right. we're talking about here. Usually, they're starting weekly updates. Then. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, are you look? Uh, will you check back in with it? Or are you going to keep playing as it is right now?
5: Uh, yeah, I want to get a little farther in like solo and okay. get a little bit of a character going, and then jump in with friends that I, you know, obviously playing on a live stream is a different thing than just like playing casually at my house yeah. um, with people I play other games with. Um, I'm I'm going to keep trying, but right now I don't think there's much to. There's not much that I was expecting to, like, continue to pull me back in after having not been overly thrilled with the original. Sure. That makes
2: sense. And, Barrett, obviously after your ten minutes. But, no, like, do you expect you want to stick with this for a little while? I I
4: think I will, um, especially because I've been really hooked on Fortnite and only on Switch. And I have to send in my switch uh, this week because my battery is expanding, so it might explode at any given second. Woo, woo. Uh, so I have to send That's that in. in. So itself. I'm gonna be switchless for like the next five to ten days. And so I think this is the perfect time for me to like really deep dive into this. A lot of my friends are gonna be hopping back into it, so I think it'll be a fun thing. Where like, yeah, I'll do solo like for the first couple hours, like build up the ship and like build up like the armada or whatever that you mm-hmm. can build up, and uh, and then start exploring with friends. Because I, re- again, I really liked the game when it originally came out and i had a lot of funny little adventures of getting stuck into like this very deep hole and then had to like craft a new gun to make like an explosive like detonation that made like a circle in like made like a little groove into the wall and then hop into that groove and then shoot another one like there's like (laughs) there's just little quirky things like that in that game that i really love and like now that you can do that kind of stuff with friends, like I'm I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, there, it seems like a lot of people in the office are picking it back up, and I'm excited to play with them in that group, and I think that'll determine whether I stick with this for a while or yeah. play it for five to ten hours and then bounce. Uh,
5: and I don't think, honestly, that's necessarily a terrible way to sure. play the game. Yeah, yeah. Like Five hours, maybe come back later when there's more stuff. Especially yeah. knowing,
2: yeah, that they're <laughs> continuing to update the game. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. It's obviously something they're committed to. Uh, Tom, Barrett. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Appreciate it, Jonathan. Back to you. Thanks, Jonathan. That was a great conversation. I really appreciate that. You're a good man. You just throw uh, it yourself and maybe, go to yourself. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, good work.
1: Thank this you. Is Jonathan I it. Show. Now, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I host all of the segments, and I'm weirdly all the guests. It's strange. excellent. Yeah. Uh, no. No ego here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very curious to see, especially where the story continues to go, knowing that No Man's Sky started as a trailer on the VGX Awards in 2013. Mm-hmm on a couch next to Jeff Keeley, Sean Murray was showing off this game, and it went on to be multiple PlayStation conferences and right. then this up and down since it's post-launch.
3: Let me ask you guys this. Do you think this is a smarter move than just saying, here's No Man's Sky 2?
1: Well, it does make good on the fact that people had expectations for this game. Right. Um, I don't know about business-wise for them if that's a smart thing to do because you could maybe sell No Man's Sky 2, but there's so much bad blood that something needed to be done, and there's been enough time elapsed that, there needed to be a response for it, too.
3: Yeah, that's kind of my gut reaction, too, is that, like, adding on to something, making something that wasn't great better seems better than, like, profiting off of a brand new thing that's sort of tangibly connected to something that left a bad taste in people's mouths. This game sold pretty well,
2: though. Yeah, I would say if the industry was what it was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. when you couldn't do with games what you can now, yeah. yes, it would be way smarter to have got done to uh, No Man's Sky 2. But. Mm-hmm. with the abilities that they have as developers and knowing what this game's structure is, I think it's sticking with that and especially the players who have stuck with it also since then really allows you to build on something. Yeah, I think they're Mm -hmm.
1: working on a lot of goodwill right now. I mean, like Sean Murray also announced that they're going to be doing weekly, I believe, content updates and it would all be free to players who already own the game and I think they're really buckling down now on making sure that people know we heard the the complaints that weren't about killing us in a yep. horrible fashion um, we hear those complaints and we're trying to make do like make good on on that uh, because they're valid because yeah. they are at the end of the day like when you break through the rest of it yes yeah. i think this is this is
0: really cool because this is this is a game now that if you if you get it for the first time and you check it out you're in for probably a treat you know yeah mm-hmm. like if you don't have any of those and maybe maybe your expectations have been lowered by all this negative buzz and you're like this is going to be a, a trash fire of a game and you get in there and you're like this is an endless universe of ball sack monsters I can go take photographs of. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, that's it's certainly something that happened to me with The Witcher I dived in. Obviously, it was praised when it came out, but knowing people had problems with controls and everything, I dived in that game a month ago, and knowing all the changes and updates they made, I don't have any issues with the game people mm. had at launch. So I'm I'm very curious to see. If you are playing No Man's Sky next, let us know what you think about it. Uh, but moving on to something else you'll be able to play very soon, Guacamelee! 2 is coming out. Oh my God. I On August 21st, <laughs> uh, it's coming to PS4 and PC that day. I believe it's been announced for a few other platforms, but it's coming to PS4 August 21st. Uh, the first Guacamelee is one of my favorite Metroidvania games. Hands in that down. Fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two will have four player local co op, I believe. Uh, so, first of all, I want to ask are you all excited for Guacamelee 2? Max, I know you're.
0: So, I don't want to be negative here. Uh, Guacamelee was. I love that game. I think I, I reviewed it when I was at Rev3. I gave it effectively a perfect score. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, but it was also like it was totally a brand new thing, uh, and that's the sort of the problem. Uh, it's the kind of double-edged swords of video games is that uh, they're an iterative medium. And this looks like this looks like more guacamelee, which is great if you really love guacamelee, which I did. But again, like uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not going to have the element of surprise for me, mm-hmm. and I almost don't want to tarnish that initial experience. Uh, then again, I mean, I might also you know completely you know change change my tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the co-op stuff doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah, uh, that was never. I mean, that was there was some co-op in the, in the first one, uh, but that was never the thing that I found most exciting about it. Uh, and it, this looks. I mean, obviously, it looks like it looks like Super Guacamole, you know, uh, which is you get that with. Uh, I mean, that's what Overcooked Two is. it's not like the continuing adventures of those chefs. It's like we've <laughs> taken that thing, that core experience, and we've built upon it. And this looks like what's kind of what's happening there. They do. They are doing more chickens, which yes. I think is great. Yeah. I love yeah. the chickens. I think they're awesome. Uh, <laughs> But I don't know. It's like I've already. I feel like I've already gone into that world and fallen in love with it. And uh, jumping into to more of that is almost. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't. I'd rather go search out something I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Do you feel sense. like
1: any of like the humor and the atmosphere would draw you back in, even if the gameplay was like identical?
3: Um, I know bit? they are. They're pulling back on a lot of the sort of dated meme stuff mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. we play this at PSX. Um, it's a gorgeous video game. Mm-hmm. Like it is a just beautiful game to watch and play. And I think that like. Honestly, gameplay-wise, it's got some of my favorite gameplay of anything I've played in a very long time. I'm also playing Dead Cells right now, which is like one of those games that just immediately the gameplay is just gratifying. Moving around this world and jumping and fighting and and kicking is just incredibly satisfying. Um, I also like I'm I adore the Metroidvania genre, if you will. Um, or sort of like marriage of genres. And I feel like for every one that there's great, there's like nine or 10 that completely miss the mark and let me down, or like they just don't feel right, um, or they're procedurally generated, but in a like very negative kind of miserable way that pushes me away. Um, guacamele nailed it. And I... You know, like at the time, it seemed like we were sort of on the crux of like another kind of renaissance of, of that genre. And In many ways, we've gotten that, but we've also gotten a lot of trash.
2: <laughs> and
3: um, Guacamelee is not is not that at all. So I'm I'm very excited to see a return to that uh, and to play something that I know will be awesome.
2: My concern is that Guacamelee Two, like when Guacamelee One first came out, Metroidvanias were a thing, but not to the extent that they are now. Yeah. and that was. A bit like a breath of fresh air for me. But now we're also getting, in the next month alone, Guacamelee 2, Dead Cells is coming to other platforms and full release, Uh, Death's Gambit, Hollow Knight just came to Switch uh, Mm -hmm. after being on PC, and then Chasm is also coming out. Uh, So is there a worry on any of your parts of like this specific genre being too flooded right now or too crowded? Like, what can these games do to really stand out?
3: Well, I th- art direction's a huge part of it, right. right? Like, I mean, that immediately... There are so many Metroidvanias that come out that uh, almost immediately, like, kind of repel me because they're not visually interesting to me. And uh, the reason Super Metroid is, is a goddamn classic is because it's gorgeous. And that's why I love Dead Cells right now. And it's a gorgeous, beautifully animated pixel art game. Guacamele,
0: like, it... Looks different than any of those other games. Hollow Knight looks different than any of those games. Well, no, no, right? no. Guacamelee 2 looks like Guacamelee. <laughs> yeah, which, is part, of, which yeah. is part of the thing that I think is is making. They've they earned that. No, no, no. Absolutely. That's. <laughs> that, I'm not. I'm not knocking that. I guess I'm just. I guess. I guess I'm disappointed because uh, Drinkbox is a, is a wonderful studio. They did. What is it? The uh, Blob Attack from Outer Space. whatever it was called. Well, they oh did yeah, did Mut-
2: mutant yeah, Mutant Blobs Attack. Mutant Blobs.
0: They did that, and then they did Guacamelee, and then they, they did, did Severed, Severed also. And yeah. I was like, these guys are all over the place. They're going nuts, and they were like. We're going back to Guacamelee! And I was like, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's well, nice, but, you know, it's... I, well, to be fair,
3: like, all of those games were good, and none of them were Guacamelee! too. Like, I played Severed on every platform it was released on. I did, and I really, really wanted to love that game because I I love the art style. I love the sort of, like, first-person-y, adventure Zelda approach to dungeon crawling that effectively it, it tried to nail. Um, but the whole time I was playing it, I was like, this is not as fun as, like, an action platforming game. Yeah. I think so. the
1: cool thing about, like, you, you mentioned that there's a lot of Metroidvanias that are, like, we're about to be bombarded with in August alone. Um, and I think the cool thing about Guacamole is I've heard a lot of people describe it as, like, well, I don't like Metroidvanias, but I loved Guacamole, Yeah. And, like, bringing that kind of, I guess, accessibility to the genre is kind of cool because it's something that everyone can bond over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might just be because of the aesthetic of it. And, like, like Hollow Knight is completely different. It's, it's darker. It's, it's got a different tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but Guacamole is just, like, silly and goofy, and they're chickens. And, like, what do you do with that? Yeah. And
3: <laughs> on the same page, I think that, like... Not not enough people give Guacamelee! credit for being less of a metroidvania and being more of a hardcore platforming game. Like that game gets genuinely difficult as far.
2: Screen to screen, yeah. it is. It, it reminds me of some stuff in Celeste. Yeah, yeah, no but seriously, also, yeah.
3: really good checkpointing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's, it's got that really gratifying, you know, I'll attempt this one more time, one more game type of thing. It's very clicky and just pops instantly. You jump right back in. Because you'll die a lot. There are challenges, end game in Guacamelee that took me hours, and I 100% of that game. Whatever they called it, I have no <laughs> idea. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. But,
2: but I, I do think it's interesting. Like a thing like Guacamele, you're saying people see it more accessible. Something like Hollow Knight, everyone talks about they're trying to get to the 106% completion, like yeah. the actual true 100% completion. Things like Chasm, it's something that is procedurally generated. Uh, so it's very curious to see how like speedrunners will take to that sort mm-hmm. of game versus a like Guacamele.
0: That's something I really like about Guacamele, it's, it's not procedurally generated. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's deliberate, it's, yeah. it's bespoke, uh, which is good. But no, also at the same time, it's a game. You play it. It, how it feels when you play it like i might pick it up and go oh that's right i love how this feels this yeah. is so much fun to control and i'll just immediately get sucked into it i you know i just can't of course. i can't say yeah, yeah. i think mm-hmm. the difference is the first time it came around, i was like ooh i want to play that and then i played it and i was like this is really good i love playing this whereas now i'm like i've sort of already played that <laughs> so like Some if this of it, if you know? this was
3: like a like a nes era thing where like the second game in the series was just totally different would you be more into it is it, I guess that's it kind is, is kind it feel too samey
0: I'm, i guess that's kind of it you know and that i mean makes I, sense. it's kind of the same deal with uh with Overcooked 2, except mm-hmm. that that's like that feels almost like that's like kind of super overcooked. And yeah. I've, I've been kind of thinking about that a lot of like what a video game sequel is. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, unlike basically every other type of medium, the sequel of games is is better. Like the it's it, they've taken time and they've been like, what didn't work last time? Let's fix that. Yeah, uh, that's a good point.
3: Yeah, like most movies are like they're trying to recapture something that nailed in the first one. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. like what if they did like Wacom 3D? You know, what would that mm-hmm. be? Uh, I mean, like alien. Melee Tactics.
2: Yeah, it's just a turn-based tactics game. I mean, yeah.
0: With mm-hmm. chickens. Yeah. The chickens are your... Or country. you
2: just plays the chicken. Ooh, I'd Who put, knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Guacamelee. <laughs> the Guacamelee Chicken sequel will come soon. Uh, but that's coming in later in August. Uh, moving on to games that are actually out this week. Uh, there's a lot you may... It may sound familiar to you. Uh, it includes... Banner Saga Trilogy, which is the uh, first two games compiled with Banner Saga 3, Uh, those both come out July 26th. Uh, Banner Saga 3 is new. Banner Saga 1, we originally gave an 8.6, and Banner Saga 2, we gave an 8.9 at IGN.
3: See, the Uh, sequel got better. Yeah. (laughs) Right?
2: Uh, Hello Neighbor is also coming to PS4. which previously been on Xbox One and PC, I believe. Mm. We gave it a 4.0 when it first came out. Uh, I believe it was early access, possibly when it first was introduced.
3: Do you guys know a lot about this game? because I don't Hello neighbor. Yeah. played it. Okay, cuz I feel like it's been at like every convention and every PAX and every trade show and mm-hmm. they they've, they've merchandised it and I I just personally like it's one of my blind spots in terms of like video game knowledge. And I see it popping up all over the place. I know it's been fluttering around starting in early access and now it's a fully finished game um, but I haven't really been tracking it. Like, I don't know if there's a buzz for it or if it's just so, something that's always been there.
0: I have a theory about this game. Uh, I have a theory that this is a game that a lot of people are, and I, I haven't played it again, so I'm not trying to besmirch it or speak ill of it or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that people really want this to be the next, like, Five Nights at Freddy's or Amnesia. Like, this is a game that is made specifically for, like, or not made specifically for, but uh, kind of pushed in the direction of, of streamer culture and, like, Let's Players and, uh, and again, like, I don't, I haven't heard any buzz for it. I don't know if it's hot right now. I do know that uh, McFarlane Toys is making action figures from it, which is really unusual given yeah. that th- there's no, there's not like a ton of buzz for it. And I don't know if it's going to suddenly blow up once it hits, uh, you know, PS4 and Switch, but.
1: Although you never know, because there could be games that aren't really being talked about, but there's that like one popular streamer who's playing it and therefore has like thousands, hundreds of thousands right. of I mean, yeah. that's, viewers yeah. every day yeah. Yeah, yeah, watching this. And it is primed for something like that. I mean,. Um, you guys like know the general gist of the game where yeah. you're like being hunted by this. Well, not really. You're trying to like avoid <laughs> your neighbor. Yeah. Go uh-huh. to, you go into it's his house, like right? A, yeah. But it's like a like, Disturbia game kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's a home invasion
0: yeah. game. game. You're like a yeah. crappy kid who goes in the house and then <laughs> yep. you, the neighbor comes after you. <laughs> What's that
3: movie with the guy with the turkey baster? <laughs> what is that called? Uh, don't Breathe. Don't, don't breathe. breathe. Yeah. <sighs>
2: I hate that that's how we know that movie. I know. I don't <laughs> I know what up. else. I could be like, oh, the guy from Avatar.
0: Don't. Yeah.
2: Uh, but yeah, there is a procedural generation nature to it uh, too, I believe. So that really will—I agree. Like uh, the right streamer who picks that up and enjoys it and is the right personality their for heads it. heads off when they yeah.
1: get captured. When I played it, though, I mean, it was—it was before. It was um, it was when it was in early access and it was at a PAX or something that I had played it, and it was a little bit buggy and it wasn't very predictable um, in a sense that it should have been. Mm. Uh, and I believe they said that the AI actually of the neighbor learns your movements and so kind of figures out like if you tend to, if you're going in one direction he, he's smart enough to understand that like you've been there before and might go and check that so and, creepy so there like are that all that considerations all. yeah but that that's what lends itself to that kind of a five nights right. freddy's like feeling wow. um which could be cool but it just never really worked when i was playing it and i can't speak to what it's like now Sure, at sure, sure. least but
2: yeah uh, interesting and then other than that and a first-person train sim that is coming out this uh, week. That was on the PlayStation drop. That seems fun. Uh, there's also Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we originally gave Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 a
3: 9.0. Which, like, side note, I, I'm i kind of irked at the way these collections are are kind of split apart. Yeah. Have you noticed it? Like, they're incredibly segmented. I would have loved one SKU that just has everything in it, or just one icon on my PS4 that's just like, here's all the NES and Super NES Mega Man's all jammed in together in, in one spot. Um, and instead, they're they're all kind of split in half. Like, the NES ones... Separate from nine and ten. Mm-hmm. And then this does the same kind of thing with the with the X ones. Well,
2: and especially because for me, I feel like I really enjoyed the first couple of Mega Man X's more than the latter. Yeah. Few, so I'm inclined to just pick up one and not really need to. Yeah. It feels like a weird, odd incentive for people.
0: Yep. That's a series that I like. I grew up playing one and two, and then I just kind of, I don't know, look the other direction and you turn around and there's like it keeps going. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked it when they were like funny robot animals, and then they kept going, and then it's like, do you do you realize you're looking at a Mega Man game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we tend to think of the Mega Man games as a
3: sort of just the numbered ones, but they have been not necess- they've kind of been padding out system libraries since forever. If you oh, look yeah. at. You know, like on Sony handhelds, you look at like the GBA with the Battle, Battle Network. Network games I played like.
2: the f- first six of those. They yeah. probably made yeah. More, there's so like many that. of
3: them, and so Mega Man's kind of just always been there. So I'm I'm glad these are back. I just wish they did sort of like what they did with uh, what you see with some other collections, where they're just, they're just all in there in one place. You know, right now it just feels I would have gladly paid 60 bucks for all of them in one spot. And instead, yeah. it's like 20 here, 30 there, or 20 here, and you got to kind of pick and choose and read about which ones you want, which ones you don't. So.
1: We need a mini console just for the Mega Man games.
3: That would be awesome. I wouldn't be
2: shocked. With and it Detroit. looked like a little energy yeah. tank? There's a Commodore 64 mini that was announced mm-hmm. this week, so yep. I would not be surprised if there's a Mega Man mini console. I don't
0: know. I think the demand for Commodore 64 stuff is much higher, much higher. than Mega Man. Have you seen the Commodore 64 <laughs> fan base? They're rabid. Is it you? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't accuse me of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, well so that's what's available this week for you to play looking into the future though of the PlayStation 4 before the PlayStation 5 inevitably hits. Uh signups for a PS4 6.0 firmware beta are now live. They're beta testing it. Uh signups are live. Players need to be 18 or over Ooh. and have a PS Plus or PS Now <laughs> subscription. Yeah, because all of the menus cuss now.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does it does says sexy darn.
3: themes
0: for yeah. for.
2: <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Welcome to your fricking PlayStation. (laughs) Uh, Well, so I wanted to talk about mostly 6.0 right now is nebulous. Uh, We don't know what it is, but every new firmware brings the possibility of really new exciting stuff for these platforms, especially as we live with them for Mm -hmm. years and years. I want to know what you all want. Possibly from a 6.0 firmware because usually these big landmark ones are where they put larger features.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a real answer and a fake answer. Uh, yeah. Fake first, real second. Okay. So, do you guys remember? This isn't really a firmware thing anyway, so it doesn't really count, but fake answer. Do you guys remember on the Xbox 360? There was a Netflix party viewing mode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I missed the hell out of that thing. Oh, that's
3: awesome. Yeah. I that
1: have would... a lot of like long distance friends and like family members, and it's just really nice to be able to mm-hmm. pop onto your microphone and. Um, you know be able to view things together now I have to time it we do like a stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. thing and
2: was that them. like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing where it was like a auditorium was on screen and you, you watched could, it within it you with could your, have you could that, that option it's and in like emote
1: yeah. Oh, yeah you could like emote and it's just the shadow of you guys in the auditorium mm-hmm. that, that thing was dumb yeah, I, would, it, but.
0: I would love it Love it if there was like an a, a easy painless way to just do commentaries for movies like I would totally live stream Netflix oh, that like would, I would yeah. jump on Twitch and be like alright everybody we're watching uh, the the Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas. This movie <laughs> sucks. Buckle up, you
1: know. Yeah, you could do like Draft House style, where you, if you're viewing on on, X, on like a you know PlayStation Network thing with your with a party chat and just mm-hmm. like type in type in messages and.
3: I love that. Text- I love yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, we're just
2: coming up with like live streaming ideas. Forget yeah, the 6.0 firmware. Uh, but I know there is a lot of live streaming capabilities. I think they could include. What is your yeah. real
1: answer? My there? real answer is super simple. just like some application pinning, so I don't have to scroll through through my like recents. Yeah. Cause sometimes I just I want like my base things.
3: Even like when you get to, they kind of segmented all the video stuff into a folder, like Hulu, Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime, Netflix, which is nice, but when you get there, there's also like tons of clutter. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of irks me as like a PS4 Pro owning PlayStation Plus subscriber, I'm like, why am I still seeing all of this trash in here? Like yeah. Yeah, there's to ads for HBO yeah. yeah. There's ads for like HBO Go. And I'm like, I have that already. <laughs> yeah. Like you have an ad telling me to use the thing I already have
0: three inches away from it.
2: Well, and, and unless I am mistaken, I just want to be able to pin Netflix as my first yeah. thing. Yeah. Similar exactly. to pinning. Like I want to go to the yeah. things I use. At
0: this point, to. those are those are utilities. Like yeah. those, you should be able to just be like, these are your, you know, your basic go-to's. Like, mm-hmm. take take a cue from like a phone home screen. Like, yep. what are your what are your four things you need at the bottom or whatever? Yeah.
3: Obviously, yeah. I want name changes for PSN. That's the obvious one. Everyone's been saying that for 20 years. I, I think at this point, like, if you are, you know, bong ripper 69, you've just <laughs> become that person. No, I'm going to leave that, I think. Yeah, it is a good one. Yeah, because cool. someone I'm else asked. is going to snatch that up immediately. It's a ton thing. of bong hits to take. Yeah. So be safe out there. Take
2: 68 and you'll be okay. But
3: if you go to 69, uh, the you're other not thing doing I want fun. is um, I want kind of an overhaul of the store. i mentioned this before. Like searching for stuff in that store is awful. Search is
2: my big thing. You go to yeah.
3: search for Resident Evil and it's like this like ancient R. scroll. Yeah, that that whole system. I don't know how that was approved. Um, the snappiness just sort of around the the UI in general seems to lag arbitrarily like sometimes you'll go to the store and it'll just pinwheel for two minutes and you'll be like did i do something wrong did they do something wrong you'll go to your library to download a game and like it'll take a minute for that bar to pop up and you'll be like Am I out of space? Like, what's what's gonna happen? What are you gonna tell me? Um, So I want all of that. Yeah, Yeah. little things like that, just little tweaks to sort of like make it snappier.
1: So I was reading what um, other people are interested in, and to your point, uh, someone said that they want a separate section on the store for microtransactions and skins, which I thought was interesting. But that I like that.
3: I I like that a lot, actually. Um, Yeah.
2: More, more labels, yeah. Being yeah. able to yeah. filter more, yeah. I think, is a reasonable thing. It may not be microtransaction, but, yeah, yeah just being able to know it's A nefarious specifics. term, yeah. yes, yeah.
3: Well, like, just finding little things in general are kind of a pain in the ass. Like, if you want to just isolate new themes that have been released in the last two months um, and you just want free ones or you just want animated ones, like, going through all that criteria gets a little difficult. Like Yeah, we
1: have those options online on, like, every browser. So exactly. like, every website. So we're familiar with that. That's what we're used to being able to search by. So it needs to be replicated everywhere yep. else. I'd love totally
0: to just good. see like, I mean, on the PlayStation blog, they have the drop. That's where we pull all the games that come out every week. I'd love it if they had that had some component on the store that was like, here are the new games, all of them, and like not a bunch of themes and not like, you know, some random Sony music track, but like, yep. here are just the games, new games. No, you're totally right. It's there's, PlayStation. There's
3: no um, consistency in which the way the home page of that store is laid out. Like sometimes you go there and the big thing they're telling you about is like Mountain Dew. <laughs> You're like, great, not really a game. I'm not thirsty for it. Where are your new games? And so you have to go like, tab through a bunch of things, hit a button in the upper corner, click down and go to sort all games by new. And then you just get this like massive rectangles. It's like, these are all games. Hope you like them. You're like, well, that was kind of a walk. Also, like to get to your PlayStation Plus game sometimes takes a few clicks as well. That one's tough. Yeah. Yeah, And then they're, again, they're advertising PlayStation Plus to you. And you're like, I have it. Yeah. I I just want my prizes.
0: What if? (laughs) Paying for PlayStation Plus got rid of the ads mm-hmm. on PlayStation. I'd be totally wild. Into that. That'd be crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think for me something along those lines of I don't think I would necessarily use it, but people love the news tab on the Switch. And I think something similar to that, whether it is new games or like during E3, will just easily service the five new announcements from Sony. Like as part of the store or maybe a tab when you go up on the cross-media bar to see everything up there.
3: Yeah, that'd be awesome. uh, Although
4: like
1: recent Switch update added a featured tab, I believe, right, for featured games. But it's Mm -hmm. mostly like a mix of new and like first party and whatever else games that they're supporting. Like when Fortnite came out on Switch, it was front and center. Front and center.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would would love to see some changes to the uh, sharing and everything along those lines, because I think we've talked a little bit about what we want from PS5, and I think the sociability of the console is something that we're going to move more into as we get into more live streaming into more so- social sharing of your images and your video and everything. And I'd love totally. to... I don't exactly know what I want from it but I want them to upgrade that suite of tools maybe better like, sharing, I want, like uh, images yeah, uh, sharing images like or sharing video, video clips yeah I, like I want photo editing tools not just in that the like cool photo mode is a thing in all of the big Sony games mm-hmm. give me like the Instagram photo mode on my exactly PlayStation. yeah Think, just
0: yeah. basic text arrows emojis crap like that yeah
2: you know? yeah th- being able to spruce things up like you can do on the switch I um, wonder
3: if that is decided on a case-by-case basis with developers because they don't want you to just like upload a screenshot of their game that makes it look like garbage sure yeah not saying you'll make it look like garbage Uh, no i will but like if you put if you you put a bunch of like emo (laughs) if you put a bunch of like filters and emojis over like spider-man and you make it look like i don't know super goofy kind of crappy or goofy maybe they'll be upset about it yeah well that
1: didn't go very well for nintendo with super mario odyssey when they had that um whole photo mode editing yeah oh true yeah see the the frog and the
2: yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they should, sure. they <laughs> if there's stuff in their game that looks weird, they should have thought about it That's before true. they put it, that it there. It was just it's
2: not just our, our fault. Exactly. What's uh, it doing to that frog? I'll tell you about it. He'll <laughs> tell you about tell it later.
1: later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, we did also ask some of you wonderful Beyond listeners about what you would like to hear. We asked in the Facebook Beyond group, which is Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/podcast Beyond. Uh, you can go there, join them, answer questions. Uh, a bunch of people were sharing photos of dogs, so thank you for that too. If the firmware also changed so that there were dogs in the background all the time, that would be great. Uh, But some of you asked, uh, Michael McIrnany, apologies if I said that wrong, uh, said multi-house system management uh, needs to be a better way to manage multiple consoles, mine and my kids, in terms of games to be played on it and being able to pick what system to download games to from the website. Uh, This is something I use the actual, like... Browser based store a lot because if I get a code in an email or I see it on Amazon, I plug it immediately into the store so it can download at home. Right. So it would be nice to be able to more meticulously be able Ooh, to yeah. control that stuff at home yep. too.
0: Yeah. I think any, just any kind of like understanding that at this point in the, the PS4's like life cycle, some people have more than one of them, you know, like people have PS4s and PS4 Pros and stuff like that. And maybe there's two people using, you know, same stuff. It would be nice if you could be like, don't kick everyone off when something gets turned on. Like I've had, I've had numerous like, Mm. uh, Upstairs, downstairs, screaming matches. Because I'll like turn on the PS4 downstairs, and my soon-to-be wife is upstairs watching something. And she's like, "What are you doing? It's The Handmaid's Tale. You're about to kill all the girls, or something." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." Yeah, man, it's not a great night. <laughs> um,
2: this feels like a true story. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um,
0: but no, like I don't know that kind of that kind of stuff. I, again, those are just quality of life tweaks, which yeah. is really it's a firmware update. That's what that should be.
2: Yeah. Uh, Casey Weinman from the group also said for the firmware, I'd love to see a wish list option for the PlayStation store. Hmm. I want to be able to see a list of games I might buy and maybe even a notification when something in my wish list goes on sale. Uh, yeah, like the PlayStation, uh, the blog does a really great job every week of telling you there's a flash sale. Here's everything going on. Yep. I'd love to get a notification of something like that because I don't have time. If I see that in my email from the PlayStation Weekly d- information I get, I don't want to click into a new browser tab, click over five tabs in the store online to be able to get to a thing. Like I'd like to know when that happens and just immediately yeah. jump in a bit more like have it be flashy on the homepage. Yeah, event. but
0: then you they you would never pay full price for it. True. You would have all these people who are just like staking it out waiting for that, waiting for those Disney discounts i'm totally with you on that i think it'd be great but i do i think a notification is one of those things you'd immediately kick yourself for sure like a game would come out and you're like hell yeah uh i don't know like wolfenstein 2 like i'm gonna get this the second it's under 20 bucks and then every time it gets a price drop you get a notification and then it finally is under 20 bucks and you're like i hate this game at this point (laughs) i will not buy it i did that with a i
3: put a game on like my steam wish list like seven years ago. It was like Rayman Legends or something like that, which I ended up buying on like PS4 and Vita and every other platform. And I I still get emails from them every now and then (laughs) be like, it's on sale again. It's down to a dollar twenty five now. And I'm like, all right, dude, leave me alone. Yeah.
1: I feel like there's got to be data out there that speaks to people who put things in their cart or put Mm -hmm. things in their wish list and just like never return to it again. Cause I certainly do
5: that. Oh yeah.
0: Oh Oh, no we like we've run a t-shirt store and it's crazy how many people are like, hell yeah, I'm buying this. Oh, wait, you got to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> it just lives there. No, on the back end, there was actually an
3: option, and we very enthusiastically didn't click it. But it was like if you click this button, anyone who ever put a t shirt in their cart and walked away will get an email. And we're like, no. Oh. Yeah. No.
0: Imagine How if, they did dare that, you? if they did that in like real life, if you're just like grocery shopping and like browsing and you got stuff in your cart and some guy at the grocery store comes up and he's like, hey, so you're going to buy those hot dogs? Are <laughs> you, uh, you sure about those? So no, you, you looking you at should, those yeah. hot dogs? You should. I noticed you leave, in your cart. You leave the store and three days later, the guy at the Gap was
3: down. like, why don't you want those clothes? <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: like, leave me alone. Those jeans were on sale, man. Yeah, notifications are a double-edged sword. I get those things from Netflix, which will be like, hey, we have a new show for you. It's Jane the Virgin season two. Yeah, you should watch. I'm like, that's five years old. Why are you telling me that's a new show right now? <laughs> You've had it for three years. Yeah, I always. I to say something for... bad
1: about Jane the Virgin.
2: That <laughs> show is amazing. No, I, I love that show. <laughs>
0: you're like Netflix, please. I've already seen this twice. <laughs> yeah. You know this.
2: Check your records. That does happen. They will tell me to watch shows I've watched.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I always, I always will like occasionally check that that email subscription box, and I'm like, hell yes, I want to know more about the future of what's going on in the world of Far Cry. And then I'm like, stop emailing me <laughs> Far yeah. Cry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then you unsubscribe, you're like, I never signed up for this. Yeah, <laughs>
0: We have a
2: new vest in the game. You
3: want to see the vest? Mm-hmm. No, I'm good.
0: Trading okay. your Ubi points. Yeah. Great news, the game is still out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? Uh, Luke Armstrong also mentioned, as you did, Brian, about changing our names. Uh, he also mentioned, as did uh, Hugo Panay, that they would like some more enhanced backwards compatibility. Luke mentioned just backwards compatibility in general. Uh, Hugo asked for maybe like a dedicated PS3 games section. Mm. And I did have that thought I wanted to I finished Nino Kuni 2 but I've never played the first one and I really wanted to but I didn't want to go find where my PS3 is, plug that yeah. in, go through the 4 hours of updates and then plug in Nino Kuni.
3: No, I know. It's it's something Xbox is honestly like just completely crushing it at, and they're they're beating Nintendo at it and they're Beating Sony at it. And like, I, I signed up for Game Pass on my Xbox the other day because it was like 10 bucks for three months. And I jumped on there and I'm like, oh my God, there's like, there's a, just a ton of classic games here mm-hmm. and brand new stuff too. And I would love to see Sony I, find a better way of sort of like just taking all that information, putting it in one place, you know, kind of compartmentalizing it all somewhere where I can be like, these are your PS3 games, these are your remakes, just organizing stuff better. There's so many games on that platform. And so many of them are just sent to die. And it would be cool to find, you know, just reorganize them on some days and give them a second life
1: i feel like people would also be totally willing to rebuy games that they've owned on the ps3 or yeah, PS3, for Nintendo. Nintendo. Oh, yeah. every yeah. generation yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so it's it doesn't seem like it would be too big a deal for them no yeah. i
0: was i've been dying to replay the first metal gear solid um for obvious reasons uh and i a friend of mine has the the metal gear solid like legacy collection i that have came that out too for, yeah which yeah. has which has everything in it and i held off on buying that when it first came out because i already had the hd collection and i already had like I don't know, Twin Snakes floating around somewhere. And I was like, and I had four separately. And I was like, I'm paying for a package of all those things pretty much, you know, and obviously the first game, which is the thing I want to play. I loaned my PS3 to a friend and I haven't seen him in a while. And I'm just sort of, he's probably pawned it at this point, but I would love to just play, like what is stopping the PS4 from playing like ps1 games digitally like what i mean you can play those on a phone at this point (laughs) like the thing can the thing can run them that's not Mm -hmm. the issue it's just a matter of like that being that being there uh and i I feel like we've harped on backwards compatibility left and right and obviously uh you know ps now is is a kind of a solution for ps3 stuff and there's a whole the cell processing issue with that but like ps2 stuff we get ps2 classics here and there uh i don't know like before e3 i needed to research a bunch of games and i i booted up my my xbox one and i went on the store and i was like oh a bunch of these games like Rage, for instance, or um uh the new Sonic Racing, I was like, I want to play the last game, you know, in the series. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were last gen. So I like I pulled those up and I was like, oh, these work fine. This is like playing a 360. That's really cool. And it I mean, it's a bummer that you know you don't have that with uh you know, with PS4. And it'd be it'd be so nice if they were just like, Hey, great news. All the PlayStation One games are like four bucks or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, I would
3: absolutely love that. It's it kind of sucks that these companies are sort of burying their own legacy and not necessarily hiding them like Disney does. but uh, by saying, hey, like we have all these games, you can't play them. If you look at Nintendo just this week, we're shutting down ROM sites. and it's like,
0: okay, did they just get the
3: internet? Yeah and it's like <laughs> do, you guys don't have a virtual console anymore. like w- people are people want to play your games. That's the ultimate thing is that people like me I don't want to pirate stuff. If I can rent a movie or buy a movie or own a movie within seconds from my phone or my TV, then I will do that. When you make it incredible, like recently, I don't know, we were talking about uh, what was it? we were talking about Willow for some odd reason. Oh yeah, because we went to go see Solo and we're like, you the know,
0: three hundred dollar movie. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and uh, you know, like I, I wanted to see that movie again, and I realized you can't see it anywhere unless you like steal it somewhere. So that's what I did, and I watched Willow. Yeah. It's not really that great. No. And I don't want to do that. I'd rather just be able to click a button and see it on my TV.
2: Yeah, I, I think that is a big second point. It may be something that doesn't come until PS5 in yeah. some situation, but also I think discoverability seems to be sort of a big thing, not just entertainment but also games. We would love you to change. Uh, if we didn't include yours and you didn't mention yours, let us know in the Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash I read a beyond. few others, though. There were. Yeah, there were quite a few.
1: There were quite a few. But yes. I, I read some separate to our to our Facebook group. Oh, Real okay. quick. Going through them, um, one is a toggleable uh, base mode to f- slow down games that Ooh. you know weren't aren't perfect for the PS4 speeds mm-hmm. uh, for the PS4 Pro. Sorry, toggleable
3: um, is a very difficult word. It's
1: a it's a weird word, but I feel like I went through it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, adjusting. The, but <laughs> I got through it. Yeah, um, adjusting the mic volume of other party chat members. Oh my god! Oh yes. yeah! Right, that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Um, and then to your point, um, uploading images or video to something that isn't Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, a like, weird compression. Why Instagram
2: mm-hmm. isn't an even included? Yeah, one? like drop. Just dropbox
1: in there um and then like a gift support too
2: oh I mean. yeah gifting Ooh, be i like that a lot yeah. that's really yeah. good yeah Sorry to interrupt you. no don't don't apologize uh i love hearing from more of the listeners uh so yes but we are going to listen uh to even more of the listeners i said listen many times there that's good uh we have some hard to say yes viewer and listener questions uh as we like to call rapid fire and i feel okay saying that because you're here brian
3: it's all yours take it run with it rapid I can yeah, anything you, appreciate you want appreciate that Means a lot. Let's put put a buck in the jar on my desk, and oh, you can have
2: it anytime. Uh, it'll be a college fund for your daughter.
3: <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that dollar.
0: Someone's got to pay for it. We <laughs> don't have a jar on our desk. <laughs> Just stop twice. lying to him. We do. Small <laughs> <laughs> That's that is true. Yep.
2: Uh, the first question is from Ankit Mantra, which is: What movie is shaping up better than you expected? Uh, minus Glass, Ankeet said. Uh, I wanted to include this one since we uh, Max and I came back from Comic-Con. Obviously, there were a lot of trailers at Comic-Con for a lot of big upcoming movies. I want to know what you guys
3: were interested in seeing. I mean, Sh- Shazam and Aquaman yeah. went from being a, out of sort of a cinematic universe or a wheelhouse that I was like kind of gave up on to being like, oh, man, like they're doing something visually distinct and fun and vibrant and exciting and goofy, and they're having fun with it. And so, yeah, I'm totally on board.
1: What's the difference between goofy and cheesy?
0: The goofy, uh, goofy movie does goofy's have usually intentional. Cheesy, it's like not like- too hard. Yeah, it's like tone yeah, deaf. Because I was
1: kinda getting cheesy vibes, but I will reserve judgment.
3: For Aquaman?
1: Um, I was thinking Shazam, but honestly both. Yeah. yeah. I would say Shazam
2: is goofy. Parts of Aquaman look cheesy. Yeah. I would that's say.
0: probably more accurate. Like Aquaman looks like the cheese of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. That's gross. It's really well gross. hey, sea yeah. salt. I don't know. It there works. we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. 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 Uh, no, Aquaman looks uh I feel like it could still be sort of an incoherent mess, but at the very least it's gonna be gorgeous to look at. Yeah. I think Shazam is gonna. To be like a, a solid movie based on what I've sort of seen so far. Mm-hmm. It might fall apart in the third act, who knows. But uh, yeah, Shazam totally came out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, this is suddenly one of my most excited anticipated movies. Um, I had this kind of slow burn of anticipation for Godzilla King of Monsters, where I was like, yeah, Godzilla's yeah. cool. I like him when he fights the monsters. And that trailer showed up. And I was just like hyperventilating. And I was like, where'd this come from?
3: <laughs> right? <Yep>. What? <laughs> <That> <laughs> oh trailer's god, that trailer is stunning. Yeah. Like they completely nailed it. The
2: mu- The music choice just kind of nails mm-hmm. it. Where I was like, oh, this is different. This yeah. is going to be something.
1: Uh, I haven't caught up on a lot of my trailers, but uh, Glass is a good choice because I didn't know that I would be interested in those three characters simultaneously, like in this yeah. mythology kind of a thing. But mm-hmm. it seems like it, it could be weaved in, interestingly, because of the way that they were kind of antagonizing each other and learning about each other. So those those dynamics could be cool. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I, I interviewed M. Night Shyamalan about Glass, and the cool thing is, is that he, I mean, he wanted to make a sequel to Unbreakable. He wanted to build up that universe when Unbreakable first came out, but it was kind of a flop. Uh, and then he uh he kind of snuck the whole twist into split i mean the twist for unbreakable is that oh they're superheroes uh and at that time there were no good there were no they weren't, weren't a lot of great superhero movies right you know? it's, and it it's
3: was, one of the first sort of significant superhero films at least in yeah. in a
0: genre that like was catwoman that time, came out you know? the same year as x-men the first yeah. one oh, so wow. like for context of yeah. when that was so like i mean the, i think the most recent superhero movie at that point was like batman forever or Mm -hmm. batman and robin so like that was that was kind of a surprise and also like that was long before all the sort of dark and gritty gloomy stormy rain cloud Zack snyder stuff and it worked at the time and to see him kind of go full circle and be like okay there's that universe but now it's uh more colorful but also like it's still grim but also there's more characters being added and it's like uh i'm into it you know yep
2: Uh, For me, also, uh, they showed a little bit more at the Universal uh, Hall H panel at Comic-Con, but uh, Halloween, the new one, looks. They showed a six-minute-long single-take shot of Michael basically terrorizing two houses that were right next door to each other. And it's just this single <sighs> sequence of him going into one house, out of it, and then back to the next house on Halloween night while oh. everything's happening around him. And it was the most affecting, like tense thing I've seen. I
3: very specifically did not watch that, because I read about it, and I read the reactions to it, and I was like, I want to save every
0: bit of this for mm-hmm. when I go see this movie.
1: Yeah. It's He's it. that streamer on playing Hello Neighbor.
3: <laughs>
0: Super effectively. <laughs> learns your pattern. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't <laughs> shut up about uh, about The Predator. Um, I everybody on I think on the set was probably like Max, shut up. But that looks like a movie based on like '90s Kenner action figures. (laughs) They're like, I, I think Predator is fundamentally sort of stupid, and you have to have fun with it. Uh, and I don't know, I mean, people are like, like the first, you know, the alien movies go every which way, but like Predator is just like, it is about a bunch of like muscle men who go to the woods to swear, and then they have to fight a monster who's like way overpowered. Uh-huh. Like it's like a third grader was like, yeah, well, the monster is invisible and it can jump really high. <laughs> it's got Wolverine claws and lasers, and it can see you in the night. he's also
3: like in 2018, it's really funny because the Predator has a bunch of amazing technology from 1985 you're yeah. kind of like, wow, he's from outer space and he's from the future. And now he just, sh- like, he shows up with, like, I don't know. He's got like a laser pointer and like an 80s phone.
2: Still using heat vision? Yeah. Not you know,
3: exactly I, the most.
0: All right. thing. We've got, well, we got like new we've stuff got now. like active camo and drones and stuff yeah. like that. But and uh, he's like, "But what about me? I have dreadlocks and i like people Also, <laughs> oh, he is the worst dressed movie monster. Oh, hands down. Yeah. So like if if the Predator was a man, yeah. he would look like he was at Burning Man. He's got like a <laughs> smartwatch, he's wearing fishnets, sandals. Yeah, he looks, shell he's like
3: 40% village people and 60% Mad Max. The Predator <laughs> is
0: a white guy with dreads. I'm just going to throw Absolutely. It out yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he would sell weed. He has got like wraparound <laughs> sunglasses. Awful. We can just do awful. this all day. Yeah. <laughs> For more
2: on The Predator, I uh, know uh, you actually yeah. did uh, an interview with the cast of The Predator and Shane yeah, Black. That know, was actually really funny
0: because so. Shane Black, uh, he showed up kind of huffy because uh, in the write-up of The Predator panel, Jim Vavita had like mentioned something. Like, Shane Black made some crack about Thanos getting web in his eye or something it was something I don't even, I don't even get what was what it was uh, So
2: I was there he was talking about Avengers Infinity War someone like asked him who would win in a fight between Predator and Thanos and that was the like 20th who would win in a fight Predator or someone else including a video that they pre-rolled of the cast talking oh about God. who would win in fights So I think he was just exasperated and he kind of went like I don't understand like at one point he's making a train uh, turn into doves and then the next minute he's like ah there's web in my eyes I am the destructor of the universe And he was just like, it's a little silly there, but he also went like, I love the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that got lost in. And I I Mm -hmm. think
0: like Jim was just he summarized it very briefly. So also, this is the guy who made Iron Man three, so he's probably like I, you know, he said stuff that's pissed off Marvel fans. He made the Mandarin, Uh, so I think he's wary of like of you know getting people in his mentions or whatever. So he showed up and he was like, Can we talk about about the thing I said about Thanos? And I was like, Sure. And (laughs) so we kind of awkwardly start off the interview like that, and then it rolled into talking about like how the Predator is going to kick all these dudes' asses. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get that mm-hmm. son of a bitch in the woods. Spoilers. They're going to kick it. It's seriously like such a third grader ass movie. I love yeah.
2: it. I'm very excited to watch your reaction to that movie. Hell yeah. I think more than the movie itself even. Uh, and to bring it all the way back home. That
0: bastard in yeah. the woods. The reggae <laughs> lizard is here to kill again. <laughs> that dumbass predator. Predator.
2: Uh, Jacob Vauder from the group asked, with Spider-Man and Insomniac being such a perfect match, which other comic book character and developer matchups do you want to see? Does anyone have any in mind?
0: Oh man, I feel like we've talked about this a ton. Um, I would
1: like Why the Last Man and Naughty Dog. I feel like they kind of already made that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. a little
0: bit, a little bit.
2: But it just seems
1: so perfect. I
2: could see that being like a more expansive take on The Last of Us. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, Yeah, like a more behind the scenes before it's all started kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God, I don't even know. Uh, I mean, I think I'm trying to think like outside the box here. I mean, uh, in a perfect world, like somebody who has all the money possible doing something with saga, mm-hmm. I mean, screw it like reskin destiny and make saga. <laughs> um, but you can, you have like you gratuitous sex with everybody. I think that's a good way to go about it. Uh, but superhero stuff I don't I mean there was that there was that Deadpool game that Activision put out that was like surprisingly decent Isn't, I think it was yeah, yeah that was uh, wh- who was it um, vicarious No or? it was the guys who did the Transformers games um,
2: oh uh, high moon yeah yeah, yeah. Studios? They yeah.
0: did a, and it was like it was pretty fun it was definitely like it had that feeling of like Activision pushed it out too early uh, kind of vibe to it but there was that Konami game never dead which was a very very bad game. But the whole premise of that game was that you could get your entire body cut apart and you could like roll around as your own head. I think if you combine Deadpool with that mechanic of having having to play as your own disembodied head and like gather your parts together would be kind of funny. Wow. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, that's really good. I would love to play a open world game developed by gorilla dedicated entirely to w- wolverine killing things hell yeah mm. yeah like just an great. open world wolverine game but like it's set in a horizon style world where there's like small encampments and there's like some people here and oh, there you but you mean like the savage land yeah like that exactly <laughs> yeah. wolverine versus dinosaurs <laughs> that would be amazing. exactly so, and there's just like nightmare creatures everywhere and he's slashing them up and like saber tooth shows up randomly to fight you and there's random encounters yeah open world wolverine beat game. up sauron Yep, <laughs> that's stupid ass dungeon. Gorilla just
2: like doubled their <laughs> studio talent and I yeah, they're recently really increasing their size and yep. moved into a
3: new studio. So, they yeah, can, they can knock out in a game in like two or three years now. Yeah, and so got, that's the hope based on the pitch yeah. I just gave them. I think yep. they should, three should just years make the Wolverine
0: playing. game, and I think they should d- not even ask permission, just make it, yep. put it out there. Perfect. Fox comes a knock and be like, Here's your d- it'll d- be bag Disney with the dollar sign. a probably. Yep. about yeah.
1: following Hellblade, Ninja Theory does a Joker. Like,
0: that
3: could be insane. really interesting. Kind yeah, of,
1: like, I like that yeah. a lot.
3: Yeah, yeah, the last Arkham game like dabbled in that for a yeah. bit. Sort of like at the very end, it just goes into his mind and it got. Yeah,
1: but I'd
2: like to play a hopefully. whole game of that. Yeah. yeah. I also <laughs> just want yeah. someone to take the approach that Blizzard has taken with Overwatch in terms of making these such individual, clear characters and do something along those lines with an X Men game. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a competitive multiplayer thing, but like the care that it takes to make each of them feel like individual characters. And I'd love for someone to refresh the X Men video games like. That because they had the X Men Legends series for a while, but that that was just like mm-hmm. a dungeon caller sort of. Everyone felt samey.
0: But. Yeah, I'd like the Naughty Dog to make a Tintin game. Oh yeah, like that'd give be awesome. me like a cel shaded Tintin or make it look like the movie. Whatever the uh, the Ubisoft Tintin game was like was like so so very. I mean, it was like definitely not perfect, but it was like a cute idea. I think I played that with like a really bad fever or wisdom teeth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like Uncharted is so. Tintin esque in a lot of ways, that like classic adventure stuff. But I would be nice if like after they're done, uh, you know, with the uh the viscera and the misery of Last of Us Part Two, it'd be cool if they were like, let's go, let's take a little bit, little bit scale back, let's get a little bit cute for a second. Let's, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There'd don't be idea.
3: a kiss in this one. Aww. yeah the drunk guy and the dog
0: captain haddock just tries to kiss snowy <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't like that uh but we'll all meet back when there is a tintin game mm-hmm. yeah this was lovely thank you all so much for joining me this is beyond episode 552 uh max where can people find you
0: uh i'm max Scoville on twitter you can find me uh normally on up at noon but uh i'm getting married on saturday uh, i guess i'll be back next week next week we're doing up at noon next week. I think we're just, yeah. We're doing up at noon next yeah, week. I don't know. In August, come watch up at noon on IGN. Time uh, doesn't really. It's seem on, to it's on back Thursday. Back. It's been a long month. Mm-hmm. Yes. Brian,
2: where can people find you
0: uh, on up
3: at noon when I'm not officiating Max's <laughs> marriage, and uh, I'll be on Beyond next week. I'm also on Nintendo Voice Chat. If you want to hear me talk about Nintendo stuff, I will be over there. Awesome, and Tina, where can people
1: find you? Uh, I am Tina Amini on Twitter, and I pop up randomly on all of our podcasts. Mm-hmm.
0: No one expects <laughs> so just Tina just keep Minas. watching at all times. <laughs> but when she does, we're on our best behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, go watch Go watch our Comic-Con coverage. Like, seriously, dig yeah. into that. We did a ton of stuff. Uh, check out the uh, especially good ones, the Sharknado interview, the Preacher interview, um, the Halloween interview was interesting, uh, <laughs> Predator was good, Uh, Was there anything? Oh, we made uh, we made the voices of Goku and Vegeta read angry Yelp reviews. Oh, that was great! Yeah,
2: and the Invader
0: Zim interview was really fun. Oh, that cast is out of their minds. Yeah,
2: but they're wonderfully. Yeah, they're
0: just themselves. They're just the cartoon characters. Yeah, that's amazing.
2: When the voice actor for Zim didn't stop talking in what was essentially the Zim voice, I was like, Oh no, that is just his voice. It works so perfectly. Uh, And then also, uh, Sidney Goodman, one of our hosts, also did a phenomenal video with a fan of Breaking Bad. Uh, and brought him to actually interview the cast of Breaking Bad. So that is great. So, yeah. So cool. Please watch all of our Comic-Con footage if you haven't seen it already. Uh, This was IGN Beyond episode 552. You can catch every episode of Beyond at beyond.ign.com, and new episodes post every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on that website, beyond.ign.com. And then 24 hours later on YouTube, iTunes, and every other podcast service you may listen to this too. Peach, maybe. I don't know. Did they play podcasts? What is I just, like, you I just like mentioning Peach. Peach. It was like a social network that was alive for a week and then died. Oh. oh. Yeah. Huh.
3: What anyway, a week it was. long live wow. Peach.
2: Thank you, everyone, so much for joining this episode of Beyond.
3: Beyond.